Ashwagandha, also known as Withania somnifera or Indian ginseng, is a natural herb that has been used for thousands of years and people tend to use it to improve memory, stress, mood and sleep. But is it effective? Well, let's find out by looking at the science of ashwagandha. Okay, the benefits of ashwagandha are as follows based on the six placebo-controlled studies on the effects of ashwagandha in healthy humans that we have examined. It has a large positive effect on sleep uh, with a moderate amount of evidence supporting that effect. A moderate positive effect on stress with a relatively large amount of evidence suggesting such an effect. And then small beneficial effects on the following effects based on moderately large amounts of evidence or relatively large amounts of evidence. So quite a lot of evidence on the effects of ashwagandha here suggesting small beneficial effects on the following. Mindfulness, physical performance, nervousness, mood, focus, energy, and sociality. And then there is also preliminary evidence suggesting a small, or rather minute, so a very, very small, if any at all, positive effect from ashwagandha on memory. As regards the risks of ashwagandha, the following negative side effects were experienced by the 158 participants that we analyzed data from. So this doesn't necessarily mean that ashwagandha caused any of these negative side effects. It just means that these were experienced by less than 1% in fact of these 158 participants. So one participant experienced joint pain, abdominal pain, and muscle, muscle pain. So it does appear that ashwagandha is very safe. However, it might be wise for a pregnant woman or a developing child to be extra cautious with ashwagandha because there's generally less evidence on its safety for these people. So if you are in a, in a group of people who are likely to perhaps respond less well, so if you are in a high-risk group, then you should talk with your trusted medical professional before you use ashwagandha. And you should also talk with your trusted medical professional before you use ashwagandha if you are already using any other supplements or drugs because they can interact with ashwagandha to increase or decrease the positive or negative effects you experience. As regards the legality of ashwagandha, it is generally legal to buy, possess and use in the United States, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Sweden, and it's also not banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Okay, moving on to how to use ashwagandha for maximum cognitive benefits and minimum risks of negative side effects. So it is probably safer and more effective to start off your dosing of any nootropic 
by using it as it has been used in studies on humans. So in the studies that we have reviewed on the effects of ashwagandha, it was used in the following ways. Between 240 milligrams and 1000 milligrams, probably depends on which form of ashwagandha you are using as well, which we will discuss later. But between 240 and 1000 milligrams of ashwagandha were used for between two weeks and 12 weeks with most, most of these studies using ashwagandha for eight weeks and most of the studies using it in 600 milligram doses. So that's the range of durations and dosages that have been studied on ashwagandha. Okay, moving on to some frequently asked questions about ashwagandha. The first one is, which are the active ingredients in ashwagandha? It is not known which ingredients in ashwagandha are the most relative, relevant to its effects on mood and cognition. Withanolides and withaferrin are likely to thank for some of the cognitive and effective effects of ashwagandha. So some of the effects of ashwagandha on mood and cognition are likely to thank. Uh, we likely have withanolides and withaferrin to thank for those. Uh, but there is need for more research on which active ingredients are actually involved in the cognitive and effective effects of ashwagandha. Next question, which form of ashwagandha should you consume? Well, there are several different forms of ashwagandha that have been studied. Uh, and there are three primary ones, which are KSM 66, which is a product standardized to contain 5% with analytes. And it has been studied in 250 milligram and 600 milligram doses. And then there is Sensoril, which is a product that contains more than 10% with analyze and less than 0.5% of withaferrin A. And it has been studied in 250 milligram and 500 milligram doses. And then there is Shodan which is a product that contains at least 35% with analytes, and it has been studied in 240 milligram doses. So it is easiest for you to know which amount or how much of with analytes you are getting when you use a product containing ashwagandha because that is the most commonly standardized active ingredient. And if you want to have as much of that active ingredient, so as high a concentration of withanolides as possible, then you should use Shodan. However, the most studied ashwagandha product, which evidence suggests is likely safe and effective for healthy humans, is KSM66. And it actually has uh, the least amount of withanolides out of all of these products. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the most effective, uh, just that it is the most research one. 
So if you want to make a science-backed product selection decision regarding your use of ashwagandha, KSM66 is the one for you. Okay, moving on to the next question about ashwagandha, which is what substances may stack well with ashwagandha? And there is no high quality research on the effects of combining ashwagandha with other substances, such as nootropic drugs or supplements. The safety and efficacy of the below listed combinations are supported only by anecdotal reports. And people tend to report better effects from ashwagandha when they also use rhodiola or bacopa monieri. So combining rhodiola or bacopa monieri might result in synergistic effects when you use it together, any of those two together with ashwagandha. But before you combine any drugs or supplements, talk with your trusted medical professional about the risks involved. All right, moving on to the next question. How does it feel when you take ashwagandha? So we've gathered some qualitative user experience reports and reviews from people who have used ashwagandha here in order for you to be able to, without using it, understand what its effects might be. Uh, and more so than just improving your focus or increasing your mood. This is more for really understanding what it might do to you in your life. Uh, although it is indeed uh, a lesser quality of evidence that we're looking at here. So you should also keep that in mind that these anecdotes might heavily underrepresent or overrepresent the amount and magnitude of beneficial or negative effects of ashwagandha. Okay, so let's start with one person from Reddit who used ashwagandha. So here is a quote. I dosed one capsule around 2 p.m. and went about my afternoon. Around 6 p.m. I felt a definite anti-anxiety effect as well as a bit of calm and slept well. Today, around noon, I started feeling more anxiety than is normal for me. So I looked back to my previous experiences with ash, a liquid tincture one time and a powdered from form made into tea another time and recalled that I would feel the effects of it shortly after dosing and then the next day I would be slightly more anxious. Okay, so that doesn't sound very well that one could have rebound anxiety from use of ashwagandha. Uh, that's not something that is supposed to happen with a true nootropic, which is supposed to be very safe. Uh, but of course, one anecdote isn't all that great of source of evidence as regards its true effects. Uh, so considering that this hasn't been found in any studies on ashwagandha, it is likely very rare to have such negative side effects, or it doesn't even happen at all 
like not even for this specific person who thought that it happened for him or her, but perhaps it was just some other factor that resulted in their increased anxiety the day after Ashwagandha. But let's uh, look at another anecdotal report on the experienced benefits or side effects of ashwagandha. I felt a huge relief in stress and even felt my workouts were better, but after a while I had practically developed narcolepsy. I fell asleep in public places and was always tired. I even fell asleep at a sports bar when I used to have terrible almost incurable genetic sleep problems and insomnia, which I think says quite a bit. Okay, so that's uh, not very positive either. So perhaps there's something to this more negative side effects than science has unveiled uh, being present that people tend to report. Or do people tend to report it? Well, let's look at some other user experience reports to find out. Okay, so a third Redditor said they experienced results first after a month of use. No acute effects, but definitely remain more level-headed in stressful situations. Also, a lot less anxious in social situations. Started noting these subtle effects about a month in. And a fourth person on Reddit said the following about their ashwagandha experiences. I almost instantly get this feeling of intense mental and emotional clarity. It becomes almost impossible for me to get flustered over anything. I think much more logically and I am much less emotionally reactive. Okay, so... These anecdotes definitely seem to be more optimistic and positive about the effects of ashwagandha. So we have two negative anecdotal reports and two positive anecdotal reports. And then a lot of scientific evidence from placebo-controlled studies suggesting that it is very safe and effective for certain purposes. So ashwagandha is likely going to have some effects for you but whether they are primarily positive or negative is something that is really impossible to answer at this point in time by any other method than by self-experimenting with it. So if you want to understand what the effects of ashwagandha are for you, all you have to do is to go into the Neutralize app page for Ashwagandha, buy Ashwagandha on the green buy button on the page. And then in the application, in the Neutralize application, you will also be able to self-experiment with Ashwagandha by clicking test a nootropic in the top menu. And what I mean by testing a nootropic is that you can find out if it has any positive effects on your cognition. So you can test your cognitive performance, for example, with the NBAC test that measures working memory before you use ashwagandha and then when you use ashwagandha. 
And so with that self-experiment, we can help you find out if it actually has any beneficial effect on your cognitive functioning. Okay, let's move on to the next question about ashwagandha, which is how does ashwagandha work? Well, ashwagandha exerts cholinergic and GABAergic activity, but the mechanisms of action of ashwagandha have not yet fully been discovered by researchers. The next question is, is ashwagandha neuroprotective? And ashwagandha has been found neuroprotective in various brain disorders in animals and in humans. But it's important to remember that neuroprotection is not something that's just one thing. Instead, the degree to which a specific compound such as ashwagandha, well, a specific nootropic such as ashwagandha, the degree to which ashwagandha, for example, will be neuroprotective depends on what the factor that is damaging neurons in the brain is. So, for example, a lack of lack of oxygen or dangerously high glutamate levels in the brain can lead to increased neuronal death. And different ingredients in ashwagandha are likely to protect neurons from different forms of neurochemical toxicity. While ashwagandha may be protective in many instances, it is likely not going to protect you from everything that you might expose your brain to. And the optimal dose and duration for use of ashwagandha for brain health purposes is also not known. So a lot to be discovered by science still on this uh, very important point, but it does seem like ashwagandha can be neuroprotective in certain circumstances. Okay, the next question is, who should use ashwagandha? Well, there is a need for more high-quality scientific information about the safety and effectiveness of ashwagandha. Specifically, there's a great degree of individual variance in how people respond to nootropics in general, and ashwagandha in particular. This means that if you use ashwagandha, you may not experience the same effects as those that were seen in scientific studies on it. And it is currently largely unknown what factors play a role in whether a nootropic will be effective for a person. So while we wait for science to explain who is likely to respond to which nootropics, such as ashwagandha, patient self-experimentation with nootropics that have been proven safe and effective in placebo-controlled studies in healthy humans is the best way to feel and perform better with the help of nootropics. So if you want to feel and perform better, then you should use a science-backed nootropic and self-experiment with that science-backed nootropic in a scientific manner. And you can find out which the most science-backed nootropic for the purposes that you are using nootropics is by going to the Neutralize app. But ashwagandha is a good bet. It does have quite a lot of benefits and quite a few number of negative side effects, as it seems. And then you can self-experiment with your chosen nootropic in the Neutralize app. So we will include a link to the Ashwagandha page in the Neutralize app in the description of this podcast. 
And uh, that is it for this podcast about ashwagandha.